Hello and welcome to It's No Secret. I'm Kat. And I'm Christine. And today on the show, we are talking about how to get ahead in life during a recession because whether we're actually in a recession or not, I feel it was a bit iffy. Mm. They keep talking about it in the media like, <laughs> oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But then things get good, like, you know, maybe some unemployment data or inflation is slightly lowering, but then also things get bad, like interest rates keep rising. So for all intents and purposes, let's just assume... <laughs> We're in a recessionary environment. I think we can all agree on that. Um, And of course, you know, there are a lot of, as I said at the start, quite negative headlines going around, doing the rounds at the moment, making us feel a little bit panicked about life being expensive, things hard to achieve, you know, a few crazy stats about um, us being less wealthy Mm -hmm. in New Zealand, you know, the kind of net worth position of Kiwis falling, all that type of stuff. So how bad is it really? And um, if you are starting to read some of these headlines and feel potentially a little bit stressed out, what are the things that we can do to actually combat that to make sure that we are still moving forward and getting ahead in our financial lives? So, Christine, question to you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're currently stalling, getting ahead or going backwards? <laughs> uh, I think we're probably in between stalling and getting ahead. So okay. I wouldn't say we're good. progressing as fast as we want to be, but we're not going backwards, which is okay. very good place to be i feel excellent yeah excellent i feel pretty much the same i don't think we're getting ahead although we'll talk about some things that we've done to try and help us feel like we're getting ahead because (laughs) oftentimes optics in these situations everything right it's more about how you feel and making sure that you are still working towards some of the things that make you feel like you're making momentum Mm. because i think no one hate well everyone hates the feeling of like feeling stagnant yeah you know I think if you're going backwards it's a little bit easier to identify that and then you kind of maybe know you know granted I feel like going backwards is not a fun position to be in either but you kind of know if you are going backwards what are the things that you need to maybe work on whereas when you're Mm. stagnant it's like oh where I start I also think when you're going backwards it's like panic 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 need to get into a better position when you're stagnant you're like oh I could stay here like it's okay it's okay something something will come along that maybe will help this out like maybe you know things like inflation will reduce and then interest rates will reduce and then you know my mortgage or debts will be a bit cheaper or whatever it might yeah, be and it's like buy more oh, food yeah it's not as expensive <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so um yes so on that we're going to kind of i guess touch on quickly today a couple of the things that are adding to the sense of feeling like potentially we're going backwards or that life is really expensive and how to kind of combat some of that stuff and then some simple tips to put in place or just i guess recap on to make sure that people are still doing so that you can get ahead in recessionary times because mm-hmm. i think one thing i've been also reflecting on is We've been talking a lot about at work in our jobs that, um, you know, brands and businesses that invest a lot in growing their Mm. brand um, and their marketing and all of that kind of stuff during a recession, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, are often the businesses that as we are coming out of a like downturn in a business cycle, start to have exponential growth on the upside um, because they've made that investment in themselves during the tough times. And I feel like that's a lesson that just translates into (laughs) That's so true. So what what investments, Christine? (laughs) I just give you on the spot today. What investments are you currently making in yourself? Oh, in myself. So for your for your financial future, I guess. Oh. Yeah, okay. Money steps. Currently I'm very focused on rebuilding my emergency fund. So nice. We drained that to invest in private equity and still really haven't Mm. recovered. And so that's why and it, it can feel like oh, well, we just managed to build this up and now we're like back to square one yep. kind of thing. When really, actually, when you look at that objectively, we've put that money to work. So it's 
progressing yeah. forward. So we both Ollie and I are very focused on that. And then cool. once we hit that point, we just want to start to save, but like also earn money off that money. Yes. While it's safe. So, okay. you know, put it in a cash fund or, you know, take advantage of the high um, interest rates yeah. and things like that. Well, I was going to say current interest rates, at least the positive of saving or rebuilding an emergency account is you feel like, yeah, I'm yeah. actually getting something on this. This is great. Even yeah. leaving it in like a note to save or a cash fund, you can be getting upwards of 5% now. Yeah, exactly. And I was talking to Ollie this morning and he was saying that uh, a hack that he's done is made sure that he is with the right or the bank account that gives the highest return for mm. his emergency fund. So cool. he moved, I think it was from Westpac to Kiwi Bank. I think Kiwi oh, yeah. Bank has a really good rate. Okay. Yeah, so hot tip. Have a little look around in that yeah. space. Yeah, but nice. what about you? Because I know what you're going to say, and I think I want to emulate this, so I'm excited. What am I going to say? <laughs> about the investing for a Oh, yeah. okay, yes, 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 yes. No, okay, so yes, I mean, okay, this, is, this has been a good life lesson. So this would be my first overall tip, I think, for A, making sure that you're still getting ahead during recession, and that is just eating some humble pie. So long story short – you know, everyone sets out with grand intentions to invest a certain amount or save a certain amount, right? And when we're in a position that we currently are, i.e., you know, everyone's cost of living is increasing, particularly mm. if you have a mortgage. That's absolutely mm. happened for us. Our mortgage is going to increase even further when it comes off its current fixed rate in September. Um, so we've just had to be really realistic about how much we can regularly invest into Lily's portfolio, so for our daughter, mm-hmm. and also our portfolio or savings. Now, me of like two years ago would look at the amount that we're currently able to invest and scoff, you know, and be a bit like, oh, you know, it's so much less than what you were able to do and you're earning more money now. So like get your shit together, you know, (laughs) but I think it's, you know, you can't look at it with that lens and Mm. hold yourself to what you had necessarily done in the past Mm. um, because then you're probably just not going to do it. Mm. Whereas if you just accept that what you can currently invest or currently save is enough, and it's also like more than enough because it's more than zero, yeah, right? Only yeah. be scoffing at yourself if you currently can't do it. And if you currently can't do it, there's hopefully good reasons as to why that's happening. So mm. don't give yourself too much of a hard time. Yeah. But, you know, at the moment we are literally investing for Lily $20 a week, mm. <clears throat> which – you could look at that objectively and be like, that's not big bickies in comparison to what our household income is. But actually right now, that's just what we can afford to do for her. So we're going to do that. And I get a ton of like personal enjoyment seeing that deduction mm-hmm. come out of my bank account every week, yeah. but even though it's a like in you know a lot of terms like a nominal amount of money i spend more money on coffee a week than just <laughs> yeah. for my child but that's yeah. kind of just the reality of where we're at yeah. and a similar thing for i guess how much you know we're saving and investing for us personally is also a lot lower so i think mm-hmm. um i have rejigged this a little bit recently so i don't know the num- exact numbers off the top of my head because my other tip on this one of the things that we have talked about on the show a lot is the power of automation um and one thing that i finally did as a couple which i'd be interested to see i know you and only have kind of separate money but for mm. anyone that has combined money with someone i always found it a little bit hard to automate all of our savings and investments and various transfers because luke and i are both paid fortnightly but we're on opposite fortnights oh. so we get money coming in every week oh yeah 
which is good. But then it's like, when do you do the transfer out? And Mm -hmm. are you doing it on a fortnightly cycle or like a monthly cycle? And our mortgage is deducted on a fortnightly cycle. So then it's like basically one, you know, a pay comes in and then the next day the mortgage goes out. And it's just always really like mess with my brain. (laughs) It's messy. Yeah, Yeah. it is a bit messy. And so recently I sat back down and I was like, okay, we're going to redo, you know, a realistic assessment of how much we're currently spending. So that was step one, because I know you've got some fun facts about costs of groceries and mortgages, but you know, a realistic assessment of how much we actually need to be spending on groceries, because what Mm. I had in our budget was not enough. Um, Also, you know, factoring in future mortgage rate increases so that we don't get Mm. caught out later on in the year. And then I essentially made it um, calculate on with every well, what's our total surplus or total availability to save on an annual basis? And then I oh, broke yeah. that down to a weekly number and I tagged it to each of our pay cycles. And I oh. also separated when we each get paid our fund money. So what oh. I've done now is like, so this week Luke got paid on Wednesday. Um, he gets paid his fund money on Friday following his paycheck. But on that same Friday, we also have a weekly amount that comes out into like Lily's account and our savings account. Yeah. And then the following week I get paid on Friday. So I get paid my fund money. And um. then we also have money going out into our savings and investment account at that time. Okay. Now, this is working really well but because – I think, again, it's all optics. Because it's a weekly amount, the numbers feel smaller, so I notice it less, which right now is good because we're probably overspending a little (laughs) bit still on, like, groceries and other stuff. Um, It also happens every week, so it's like I just don't feel like we're getting to the point now where we're inadvertently caught out. You know, because it's too much. Yeah, right. So it's not like a monthly massive sum. Yes, because we've we've been in that behaviour before, right, Mm -hmm. where it's like you, yeah, you get paid, you take out your $500 for the month and then you try and like live (laughs) off the rest for the next three weeks and it feels a bit stressful and sometimes you bring that money back out of your savings. So I noticed doing smaller amounts more frequently and immediately tied to each of our paid cycles has resulted so far, we've been doing this for a couple of months now, has resulted in us dipping into our savings much less than we had been. Mm, so free, like prior, we were just kind of throwing lumps into our savings basically at the end of every month. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, there were, you know, the $200 or $300 like withdrawals, we, yeah, withdrawals yeah. back into our everyday account to help us fund living expenses. Yeah, and that right. was the sign for me that I was like, mm, this savings plan is not working. Also, that's the first thing that just deflates you, right? Because mm. you feel guilty about that. You know that this is not working for you and I was like I need to flip this and even if it means starting smaller starting smaller is better than cancelling it altogether. oh I love this because this is the exact problem that I'm having is so Ollie and I get paid I think it's alter, alternate weeks but he's on a Monday and I'm on a Friday so yep. it feels like it's more Ages of a gap away. than yeah. just the two weeks and I believe that we both deduct our like savings on a fortnightly basis but yep. I'm just finding I can never stick to the baseline amount but I yeah. also know that I'm capable of doing it and so yeah maybe I should try to break it down more into smaller amounts mm-hmm. to try that theory but I also just coming back to the grocery thing yeah how are you how did you uh, try to adjust your grocery budget because I think yeah. the what I've um, observed is that over time we haven't or I haven't allowed 
appropriately for inflation. And so I've kind of also fixated on this number that I've always stuck to, to spend groceries. Yes. But the reality is, is that... It's more now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, to be honest, one thing that's really helped is we, on a part week, get half our meals through, like, my food bag or food delivery. So that's a fixed cost, right? So that, for Mm. me, is a good starting point because I'm like, I know that I've got, say, the majority of our dinners covered by that. The thing that has then been hard because we haven't had this experience before is obviously now we're buying for a third person Mm. And um, that's everything that we get from the supermarket. So the vast majority of our grocery bill at the supermarket is actually stuff for Lily. Yeah. Because and she loves berries. <laughs> she just loves food in general. <laughs> she does love berries. <laughs> um, so that is, you know, has taken a bit of time, I guess, to try and normalise. And it's also actually one thing that's just a practical strategy, I'm sure a lot of parents do this type of stuff, is we try and um, – regularly buy all the essentials like say nappies or wipes or things that we know we're going to need the longer term stuff consistently rather Mm -hmm. than bulking them up so hot tip and I knew this because Luke had done some work in a baby business before is um, countdown run specials on say Huggies nappies or other nappies on a like regular cycle um, and we know that they're basically on sale in a different capacity every week that happens so when we see that Mm. we'll just buy like one packet or one box, say, with a regular grocery set. So it's like, I don't know, I just feel that doing it that way means that each shop is kind of consistently the Mm. same amount rather than having those like bulk shops that's like $300. Mm. I feel like every kind of shop is maybe like between $80 and $150 depending what's in there Mm. and we probably have let's say $150 shop and $180 shop on a weekly basis mm-hmm. plus our food delivery. Yeah. And that's probably realistic for us as yeah. a family. Um, and it's just sort of taken, I guess, being a bit more mindful of like I'm one of those people that I go to the shop and they're like, this is the total and I don't even – process what the total is and I'm just like here's my card you know whereas like at the supermarket now I'm super conscious about making sure I get my rewards points and being like okay that is the total I roughly know what's in my budget if this is vastly above that number I need to maybe not look at it right now but like remember this for next week and if this also happens next week what am I doing yeah yeah, is this a theme or yep. is it a one-off because you exactly. decided to buy some biscuits or something? Exactly, yeah. and it is really hard. Like I do appreciate for families the challenges. You know, you have multiple people buying stuff right for the family, and mm. so um, that's why I guess Luke and I are also quite strict about making sure that all of those expenses come out of our one Westpac account that we both have a card to. Mm. Because if one of us start to put those types of bills on an other rogue card, it's really hard to have oversight. You know, when you do yeah. want to just have a quick review and at least you can search in your Westpac app which is awesome like countdown and roughly Mm. scan and see okay did we go there like three times that week one time like what were the costs yeah I love that my next question was how do you manage that with someone else yeah you just force them to (laughs) To do it your way well actually also how I manage that is make sure that they have the right card because a lot of it is the convenience of having the right bank card so we Mm. do have the simple things of like we have our primary bank cards on Apple Pay so if you're caught out and you only have your phone you can still charge it to the right account Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is we're very conscious about not having too much money in our fund money accounts therefore Mm. you actually don't have a choice like there's no other account that you don't have you know what I mean (laughs) like our fund money accounts that we're each getting money to on a weekly basis now is allowances for 
food, coffees, like our personal food, you know, going, me yeah. going out for lunch at work, um, coffees, haircuts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. sure, there might be, like, enough money that you could put an $80 shop on there, mm. but then you're going to have to try and, like, get that back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. because otherwise <laughs> you can't have any fun for the next fortnight. Yeah. Have you increased your fun money with inflation and things as well? Um, yes, I have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have. I was a bit more realistic about that too. And for all the women in the podcast, Luke and I have different amounts of fun money because it does include things like haircuts and everyone will know that things for women often cost more than things for men. And so if that's your situation, all power to you, you should definitely have more fun money. (laughs) I'm so here for that I pay for skincare. He does not. (laughs) Although maybe he should be. Yeah. I mean, I do buy him sunscreen out of my skincare allowance, (laughs) but like that's essentially his (laughs) all he needs. So, yes. Oh, I love that. Hit us with some facts, Christine. Some facts. Okay. So, like, is it as bad as it feels? Is it as bad as the media is making it out to be? Um, yes and no. Okay. Yeah. Tell I'm going to middleman it because I'm never firm on one side, it seems. <laughs> She's got commitment issues. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, okay. So, definitely went on a bit of a fact finding mission for this episode because there is a lot of new stats and things that have been released in the media over the like even just the last week week or so really um, around the cost of groceries and mortgages and things so I'm going to rattle off some stats so this one um, Herald article in particular highlighted some new research done by CanStar, so which revealed that a survey of roughly 20,000 people between February 2021 and January 2023 said that 24% of them said that the price of food was the biggest worry that they had mm-hmm. at the moment, mm. which is up 11% from 2021. Yeah. So, and that outranked the prior biggest worry, which I believe was like debt or mortgages. So, people used to be more concerned about their debt, and now they're actually overweight more concerned about food, food. which is stressful because I guess we all have to eat. I don't know, we also do have to live, but yes, well, Um, yeah, yeah, it does make you think like. What are the non-negotiables to like yeah. survive as a human, right? Mm-hmm. You you do need shelter in yep. some form. And you do need food. Yeah, and water and things like yeah. that. So the price of house was the biggest worry for only 5% of people down from two, 10% two years ago. So I guess when you think also about where we were two, mm. two years ago, kind of the peak of the market, market. really, yeah. or like prices, yep. house prices were yep. crazy and they yep. have dropped off a little bit. So maybe that's a factor. And then what else? Oh, Kiwis in the region, women and those with incomes of between 30,000 and 80,000 were the most worried. So Taranaki residents were the most concerned with 40% citing the cost of groceries as their biggest worries. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I found that quite interesting that Taranaki in particular, I have no idea as to why, but mm. that are, are rural, maybe... It's the transport cost to get the food yeah. there. I was going to say, I feel like, uh, you know, showing our lack of education here, but, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of assumptions made when you do live in a city that moving mm. to the regions is cheaper. But I guess that mostly plays out into mm. often like fuel and housing. Mm. Not really sure how much that plays out into food and perhaps it could be the opposite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, so other fun stat that we found was the spin-off did a comparison of food costs between New Zealand and Australia looking at Woolworths and Countdown online shopping in New Zealand dollars as at the 7th of April so roughly a week ago and they found that in New Zealand food is more expensive shock horror um, by this specific amount so 25% for fruit and veggie 4% 4% for bread and cereals, 31% for meat, poultry and fish, 39% for milk, cheese and eggs. <laughs> Are you surprised? The dairy one just cracks me up because you know how I feel about oh, cheese, the cheese options sections, yeah. in this country. But also I'm like 
our primary industry is dairy. I don't understand. Yeah. Like Australia doesn't have a lot of cows. I feel so someone needs to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure Australia <laughs> doesn't have a lot of cows. I don't understand what's happening. Maybe they just get all of our milk. I just don't know. I yeah. have so many questions. Yeah. Um, oh, so to, to put this in context, because I thought this example was really interesting, yep. a head of broccoli is $3.99 in New Zealand and it costs $1.37 in Australia. Yeah. That is yeah. My parents have this reckoning coming to them again because they're coming over soon and <sighs> every time we have the complaints about how much food is. Yeah. It's I just think I it's think ridiculous. as well because there's this expectation well, there's this understanding that the Australian dollar is stronger than the New Zealand dollar. Mm. They you know, a lot of Australians if they holiday here or come here to visit, they're like, Oh, it's gonna be fine, like because of the exchange rate it'll be on par or I'll be better off and mm. then they're like, Holy smokes, like your country is so expensive. <laughs> Everything. Like, yes. Hello. <laughs> Petrol. Ah. Yeah. You'll be walking. Yeah. How about a bike? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, points there for Australia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think the key part here that they found was that food has risen at the same rate across the, both of the countries um, from September 2017 to January 24. Yeah. Um, 24. We're not even into 2024. This year, I mean. 2023. Um, but it's clear that New Zealand has started at a much higher level or base cost for yep. these these things so yeah we are just inherently disadvantaged from the start <laughs> so on that super positive note what <laughs> yeah. can we do to get ahead we've obviously just, already talked about yeah. automation um which is you know one of our favorite tricks really in this yeah. whole space and i think it's really key in these times because um Automation is the way that when everything is getting a little bit more expensive or potentially feels more expensive, <clears throat> it's your first line of defense against uh, lifestyle creep, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's the way that you're going to find out if, A, you're not spending, well, you're not able to save as much as you think you are, yeah. or if you're saving comfortably, then you can kind of stretch yourself to save a little bit more. So yeah. that is definitely a big one. Mm -hmm. Also, just finding all the tips and tricks around like food, right? I feel yeah. like everyone has to eat. Everyone is facing the exact same challenge with that you know there's tons of awesome instagrams and people out there mm. that do all these hacks um i am going to put a shout out to anyone that is not that way inclined because i fall into this category of people where it's just absolutely not in my wheelhouse to like do bulk dinners and make really cost-effective large portion meals and freeze them. I have tried so many times. My husband thinks it's hilarious because I'm always like, I'm going to do this thing and like <clears throat> do this on a Sunday and then it gets to Sunday and I just don't. And so I think that there's also an important recognition that if that's not you and that's not your skill set, that's okay. Mm. You can tackle this in other ways because, you know, me putting the pressure on myself to just all of a sudden become like, Julia Child and start making amazing <laughs> slow-cooked lambs is absolutely not going to happen. And as Luke constantly reminds me, he's like, your time is better spent, I don't know, being great at your job or being an awesome mum. So, yeah. like, get out of the kitchen, which yeah. is great for him to say. Yeah, thanks, okay. Luke. Love so it. Too, babe. <laughs> yeah. But I do think a way that you can – so combating or an alternative way to manage it is doing things like my food bag yeah. or soupy. So that's something to that Ollie and I – Yeah, refocusing on is we've actually found that's – um, soupy, the service, is a lot cheaper than just going to the supermarket because you also don't buy all the other crap that you're... Takes out all your temptation buyers yeah. and that kind of stuff. You don't do it when you're hungry. Exactly. You know it comes <clears throat> the same time every week. And also it's kind of fun because it's seasonal, so you get to like cook, stuff. cook with the seasons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. I'm okay. super into that. What other tips have you got, Christine? Well, for me, it's clarity is confidence. So you need mm. to know where your money is going, which I currently don't, but... 
take it from me that you should probably do that. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, we've talked about this many times on the podcast before, sitting down, going through three months of expenses, actually understanding what are the highest costs for you, but also like, you know, is you, are you spending money on what's really important to you? Because mm. you could be going out for lunch every week when really you <clears> would prefer to, I don't know, go to a sauna instead or, you know, cut out those those fun things altogether and have yeah. nicer food or be able to buy the meat that is now yeah. 31% more expensive in New Zealand than Australia. So, yeah. yeah, it's knowing where your money's going and then aligning, making sure that that aligns with where you actually want it to be going. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And then, you know, there are all the little regular tricks that we talk about, just being really aware of what, you know, debt levels you currently have, not putting your head in the sand Mm. if that's something that you're um, relying on. And then the other thing I think that's important about being able to avoid debt in the first place that we haven't touched on, and I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to talk about really quickly, is making sure that you're just being realistic with yourself. And I did have Mm. a little story to tell on this because we were talking about Mm. it yesterday of um, this year my husband turns 40 and he literally has like all the ideas he wants to do all the things every every day he's like okay this is what I want to do for my 40th and we've gone from like having parties through to overseas holidays through to more overseas holidays through to him doing a triathlon which sounds like it doesn't cost a lot of money but like entries to races are like 500 bucks and that also requires him to get a new bike which is like three thousand dollars and I'm like all of a sudden everything is really expensive and you can't do all the things Mm. and so we've been having to have the hard and realistic conversations of things like there are milestones that are going to come up this year that are important for us but the reality is is we probably can't spend money on some of those things in the way that we would potentially like to Mm. is it a deal breaker whether we do that this year or not no it's not Mm. and you know what like let's for the birthday example celebrate your birthday in a way that's actually meaningful and special and if the thing that is most important to you is say going on a holiday let's put that in planning and do that next year Mm. because you know when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to re- like care or remember whether or not you had your 40th birthday holiday in the year you turned 41 or the year you turned 40. Yeah. You know, it's more about doing it in the way that they want. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just having that readjustment of your expectations and goals is important because as we talk a lot about, like a year is not a long time. No. And if you need to delay something because right now it's unachievable, that's fine. Mm. You'll still get there. Yeah, love that. Reality is key. Yeah. Yeah. I have another story, but I'll, I'll save it for another day. <laughs> <laughs> save it for another day, which means you have to come back next week yeah, and hear exactly. Christine's stories. <laughs> it involves Kevin's. <laughs> Wonderful. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> well, thank you for listening today. Um, hope there were some, I guess, helpful tips to empower everyone to get ahead in this current challenging time. Just remember that any progress is good progress and, you know, no one's here to judge or um, say that you need to do a certain thing in a certain way. So take what you can and we will hopefully see you next Tuesday if you want to hit us up uh, on the gram at It's No Secret NZ and we will chat to you soon. Bye.